Hello and welcome to the very first Successful Therapies podcast. I'm very excited to be doing this. It is my first podcast ever. So please forgive me if there is lots of rambling, which hopefully there won't be. I'll try and be strict with myself and forgive any ums and ahs that I may do if I go, mm, uh, that's not what I'm aiming for, but I'm only human. It might happen. And as you being a nice human person who's also a therapist, I'm guessing if you're listening to this, I'm sure you'll be very forgiving because you are a lovely, kind person. So forgive my mistakes because it's my first podcast. If by the time we've got to the hundredth podcast, so and I'm still doing those things, feel free to message me and tell me that I'm still making a lot of silly, silly mistakes. So let me tell you about my week very quickly before we get into the podcast. This week has been very exciting for me because the brand new website has just launched. It launched yesterday. A lot of hard work went into it. I've, it I'm very pleased with the way that the site's looking, but there's also a great back-end system to it, which basically allows people to book consulting services straight through the website. It will then uh, allow them to put that session as a reminder into their calendar, but it automatically syncs with my calendar as well. The whole payment and contract system is all online. It's all really quick, easy and simple. So everything is all online making it very nice, which means that anyone can book, no matter where you are in the world, you can book a consulting service with me because I do the majority of my consulting now over Skype. So that is a, you know, a a good thing that everything's online and it's on Skype so we can work with anyone in the world. So today's podcast, as you may have read in the description of the podcast, is about, yep, you guessed it, social media and the best ways to leverage social media. So we all know we've got to do it. We all know that we have to do it because it's what we all have now. We've got to use our Facebook. We've got to use our Instagram. Do we have to use Snapchat? What's that other one? Is it Pinterest or is it uh, is it Twitter? You know, which one shall I use? It's, a, it's overwhelming. It's scary. Well, I'm here to help break it down. I'm here to talk about the different social medias and the which one that you should be using and how to leverage them, how to get clients from them, how to get attention on them, the things that you need to do to to gain more traction, more engagement, and to get more results from your business using social media. So that's what today's podcast is about. I hope you're excited. Let's get into it. At some point in your life, you have signed up for a social media account. How do I know this? Well, because pretty much everyone who I've ever met has some sort of social media account, whether that is a Twitter account, a Facebook account, a Instagram account, Snapchat, Pinterest. I'm sure the list goes on, but those are just off the top of my head. Oh, I forgot. There's also LinkedIn. That could be classed as a form of social media as well. So there's a lot of places where people are hanging out, where there's a lot of people on different platforms. And this is why we understand as small business owners, it's so important for us to be using these platforms for our business. But there's a bit of a strange relationship a lot of small business owners have with social media. If you think about it, when we all started using social media, we used it in a very innocent way. We used it because we knew that our friends and our family were also on social media. So for us, it was a great way to connect with our friends and family, feel connected to friends and family. Perhaps if you move to another country or someone in your family moves to another country, it's a way you can stay updated with their life. It's a place where you can share photos of your life and what's going on in your life. It's where you can share your thoughts, your opinions, your ideas. You can even share the odd meme if you really want to. It's a place where we are putting out loads of information that we feel is valuable to people we know. And we also feel like, well, if these are people I know, I love, I trust, we want to see the information they're going to share. So this is why we're on social media. We use it as this sort of innocent place. And this is why we all sort of originally went on there. But as a small business owner, it eventually occurs to us that there are millions and millions and millions 
And yes, I'll do one more millions of people on social media. And this is a place where we can connect with all of these people. We can let all of these people know about what we do, where we do it, how we do it. And it's a great way to get in front of more potential clients and to make more money and to live a more happy and successful life. Because if we've got more clients, we're going to get more money. And this is what we want. But a lot of people then start using social media for their business and they can't understand why they're not really getting much business from social media or they can't understand why they're not getting results from social media. And it's frustrating and it makes a lot of people feel like, well, I'm not getting any money, I'm not getting any business from this, so why am I going to waste my time with this? And a lot of people feel discouraged by this, so they just give up and they don't use it anymore or they do very little social media activity towards their business. I'm here to tell you that this is incredibly common. This happens with nearly every single person I've worked with and nearly every single business owner I've ever met. This includes when I'm just out socially speaking to someone. The thing that I hear more often than not when I ask someone about, you know, their business, they'll say something at some point about social media and they'll say, yeah, we really need to get better at our social media. Or they'll say something like, yeah, we really need to get on that whole social media thing. And this term social media is just thrown out like a general sort of blanket that's thrown out, like they all merge into one. But the truth is that one social media platform might work better for you than another. And in fact, maybe working on two platforms might be really good for you, perhaps working on three, perhaps working on all of them, perhaps just working on one platform might be best for you. And it's about working out where to put your attention, where to put your focus, where to put your money, where to put your time. And this is what I want to discuss in this podcast, that if you felt like social media is a waste of time and you're not getting results from it, don't worry. This is what everyone goes through. And this is what I want to cover in this podcast is what the different platforms are, what the different platforms are used for and the best ways that you can use them. So in the next segment, we're going to talk about some of the different platforms platforms and what they and what they do and if you're not using them perhaps then you might want to sign up to one of them so i'll see you in the next bit of the podcast each social media platform will have an intent to target different types of people so that's what i want to discuss here and what the different kind of platforms do and why they're good for targeting certain types of people. So let's first of all talk about LinkedIn. Now, for a lot of people, this doesn't feel like a social media platform, but it's actually a really great platform that some people can use. For other people, it's not going to be that great. But if you work, for example, as a life coach or a careers coach or your market is in more of the corporate world, this is a fantastic social media tool for you to get in touch with these types of people because you can literally find people who work in certain businesses at certain, you know, levels. So if you want to find people who have a managerial level or if you want to find people who have CEO level, you can find that within this um platform. The only disadvantage I would say is to get some of the features you do need to pay for LinkedIn. That's why um, when I sort of say, yeah, it's a social media platform, it doesn't kind of give you the freedom as a lot of the other social media platforms give you. But it is a great tool and I thought it was worth mentioning. The next one I want to talk about is Instagram. Now, a lot of you might already have an Instagram account. Some of you might be using it for your business. Some of you just might be using it socially. But Instagram is a great, in fact, I'm going to go as far to say it's a brilliant platform. But who is it really for? What type of people like to use Instagram? Well, Instagram is a platform where people share photos and videos of their life. It's a really sort of visual platform. And also a lot of young people are using Instagram now. If you spoke to my younger brother, who is 14 now or just about to turn 14, 
he would say to some he would say something along the lines of yep facebook is for old people and instagram is where everyone's at that's what my younger brother would say and in a way he's true if you speak to most people who are sort of 20 years old and younger they don't even have a facebook account so most people are on instagram there's a lot of younger people on instagram and so this is an interesting bit of information we can take away if your audience is that younger audience if those are the people who you are targeting if you're a life coach for example or who are sort of trying to help guide um, younger individuals who are just leaving school or just leaving university, helping them guide them if they're feeling a bit lost, and you're helping with career advice or whatever it is that you do within your therapy practice, this is a great place to get in front of them because they're all on Instagram. Um, Instagram also, as I said, is a very visual place. It's where people are posting, you know, photos. It's where people are also posting you know, pictures that they create. If you see my Instagram account, which is Successful Therapies, uh, all one word, you'll see everything that I have. It's all photos with quotes uh, on top of the photos. So it's where people can create content. And so for a lot of people, Instagram is a place to express their creati- their creativity. Uh, people make videos uh, on their phone and post them to Instagram. They use the stories uh, to tell people what's going on in their lives. And this is why a lot of people are using Instagram. So if your audience is, if you say that, if you would have thought that your audience is maybe quite creative, or maybe a bit more kind of, I don't know, would, would be more into watching videos and pictures. It's really about thinking who your audience is. Then again, Instagram would be the place to go. But I'm really talking about, you know, if, if the type of person who you are targeting to get in front of is more of a visual-based person, then Instagram is definitely a good place to be. But it's also really important that your content is visual and something that they would like to be. But it's also a place where you're going to be able to find these people. The next platform I want to talk about is Twitter. Twitter is one of the older platforms that is still around and it's a mobile-based platform. I think you can still log into it on a computer, but there's a mobile app and I believe it's very good. I personally don't really use Twitter. I used to have a Twitter account, so I know a little bit about it. Um, What I will say about Twitter is that it doesn't give you as much flexibility and freedom for content as the other apps do. This one is you you have a limit on how much you can write. I believe you can upload photos. I don't know if you can upload videos. Perhaps you can. Um, I haven't used the app in a while, but I remember when I was using this, and this was many years ago. This was about five or six years ago when I was using Twitter, um, it was sort of limited to some text and a photo. Um, I don't remember, but I'm sure they would have added many more features since then. Now, Twitter's really good because if you share content that people like, it really sort of spreads like wildfire. Like places, Twitter's a place where it's all about retweeting information. So sometimes if you feel like you've got a message you want to give, then Twitter's the right place to do it. But in terms of targeting the right people, um, I'm not sure if it's the best place to be doing that, but it might be a place where people might want to follow and listen and, well, not listen, but read what you have to say. So Twitter is definitely a, a platform that you may want to look into. If you want to find out more information on Twitter, I would definitely uh, consider either going onto their website, reading about it, or giving uh, giving a search engine a go, looking it up on Google and finding out the information yourself. As I said, I haven't used the platform in around six years, um, but it, it's, it's a pretty good one. It's a strong contender as one of the top social media platforms out there. So definitely worth looking at. Let's talk about Facebook. So Facebook are one of the biggest platforms in the world, um, if not the biggest platform in the world. And the reason for this is because they have billions of people who use Facebook and they also now own Instagram and they own WhatsApp, WhatsApp as well, the, the messaging app that we often use to keep in touch with people from our phone. So Facebook are a massive company with access to literally billions of people all over the world, different ages, different nationalities, different jobs, different hobbies, and also everything you can imagine. Facebook are, you know, they have customers with, with that. So Facebook are a big, big company. 
And what's great about Facebook is we've talked about LinkedIn, uh, we've talked about Twitter, we've talked about Instagram. But if you think of Facebook, it's almost got a mixture of all of these other three platforms put into one. So if you wanted to make a text post, you can do that on Instagram. You can write text and post that on Instagram to anyone who follows you. Likewise, you can put up a picture or you could put up a video. There's lots of things that you can do. I'm probably missing out on some features within a personal profile, but it gives you options. Now, when it comes to running a business and having you know, what options you can use for your business on Facebook, we then get into having some more options. So one of the main things that you would want to do on Facebook, if you're not already doing it, is set up a business page. So you just go to pages in Facebook and you create a new page and you make it tailored to your business where you can put up a logo and information about you. Now, the great thing about a page is you can get anyone who you work with or anyone who wants to follow the posts and the things that you write about just to follow your page. And it's separate from your personal profile. So it really separates friends and family to business, which is what I like because I don't really want you know, people who I work with being sort of too involved with in my personal life. That's, you know, something you kind of want to keep separate or I personally do. Some people don't have a problem with it, but that's something I like to keep separate. So you have your page, which is your page to do with your business. So we've got the uh, successful therapies page, which you can find. And there's people who follow or like this page. And so everything, every time that you post, they might see it in their newsfeed on Facebook. So it works in the same way as, you know, posting videos or photos or text that people can see these. But when we have a page, we get we suddenly get more options because we can post out things like offers. So and we can link these offers to our website or we can use it directly off the Facebook page. So let me try and explain that a little bit further. So when we come in to make a post, we can create an offer. So we could say, um, our, whatever our therapy is, we can say, um, get, get a session, but now 20% off. And we can post that on there and people can get access and book it straight from the Facebook page or get a link to the appropriate page on the site. Um, but you know, you can add in a little discount code or whatever you want within that offer. So we start getting more options. Another really nice option is that you can do what are called Facebook Lives. Now, this is a really nice way to interact with your audience. And you can essentially what it is, is like running a webinar for the people who follow you. So you can essentially make a video, it's live, and anyone who's watching this video live can interact with you. They can type questions, they can ask questions, you can answer them on video, but you can use this video to talk about whatever you want, whatever's going on in your business, talk about any upcoming events, really is is limited to your imagination here. And then what's great is once these lives are finished, you can then leave them on your wall and they are then what's called evergreen. They'll just, they can stay there. You don't have to leave them there, but they will stay there. And so if people, you know, for example, in a different country were sleeping when you were filming that um, live event, then they can watch it later on when you are sleeping. So it's a really great option. And I'm sure once you go into the business page of in Facebook, you'll find all sorts of different options that will suit you. So that's definitely worth looking at. The other thing that you can do within Facebook is also create a group. Now, this isn't, um, you don't necessarily need to have a business page for this, but if you do, you can actually link your business page to your group and people who follow your page will be able to see that you have a group. So it's quite nice to be able to do that. Now, what's the difference between a group and a page? Well, a page is just almost like, it's almost like a fan page. As I said, it's a bit like a website. It's almost like a single page website or a blog where you're just posting things or doing live events that people who follow you can look at. Where a group is almost like a little sort of community of people who you've gathered and put them all into one place that have a similar interest or a similar goal. And it's where they can interact with each other. You can interact with them and they can interact with each other. So if someone's a member of a group, they could post a question on the wall and any one of the other group members could answer that question. So that's one of the advantages for me for a group 
is if I have a group and someone in a different country um, has a question, they type it and I'm sleeping at that time because they're in Australia or New Zealand, um, I don't have, they don't have to necessarily wait uh, until I wake up and get to my Facebook page to look at what their question is because someone else might know the answer and get there before me and help them with their problem. So it's a really great way um, to use groups in that sense. Groups aren't always going to be the best option for everyone. Um, so, for example, if you are, a ther- you know, as, as you're a therapist, putting your clients into a group, it sort of breaks that confidentiality um, you know, system that we've got going on. So it's probably not the best idea. But what you could do is use a group to put people together who are interested in a topic surrounding your your practice or surrounding what you do in your area. So for example, if you are a hypnotherapist, you might want to put, you know, people who have shown interest within hypnotherapy or, you know, being hypnotized or, you know, having therapy in that area. Um, putting them in one group where they can discuss and talk about things where, you know, their past experiences or that they're looking forward to trying it. And that's also a place where you can market yourself as well. So it's something to think about. You need to really kind of get a little bit creative and think, is a group something that I need or is it something that I I, I don't really need? But, you know, when sometimes when you think about it, you know, you've go well it's actually quite good it's like a little members site having a group so that's just something for you to think about and lastly the amazing thing about Facebook is that it's got one of the best advertising platforms out there and what's amazing about this platform is that essentially Facebook are collecting lots and lots of data on all of its users so Facebook know you know, various websites that you go to, the type of posts that you like, the type of pages that you follow, the type of groups that you're in, uh, the the how much activity you're on Facebook. It even knows um, what how you use Facebook more often, if it's on your phone or if it's on your computer, if you're us- mainly using Wi-Fi or if you're mainly using um uh, 4G. It, it knows all of this information. And although this sounds very scary, it is that it's not being used for anything sinister. It's it's really they're just collecting these data points. They have all of these things, and it helps Facebook improve their system and tailor things for their users. But it also helps us when we want to advertise on Facebook. So what we can do is we can actually target via the Facebook advertising system the exact type of clients that we want. So for example, if you solely work with women, you can target just women. And if you know that usually your clients are between the ages of 30 and 45, you can target women between the ages of 30 and 45. If you know that they are usually mums, then you can target people who have shown interest in uh, various child-like products. Um, So you can do that. Um, You can even target people who are just got engaged, people have just got married. Facebook knows all of these things. So these are the type of people you can also target it by area, which is also probably really important for someone who runs a practice because you don't want to target something necessarily worldwide. You'd want to keep it local and make sure you're targeting all the correct people who are going to want to walk or drive to your practice. So... um, And the last thing on the Facebook advertising platform, which I just nearly forgot, is that you can actually also advertise on Facebook, uh, sorry, on uh, Instagram. (laughs) Yes, of course, you can advertise on Facebook, on the Facebook platform, but you can also advertise on Instagram as well. So you can actually create um, Instagram adverts on there as well. So that's a really good option. Now, this podcast isn't going to have Uh, long enough time for me to talk you through uh, just by using my voice without any visuals how to use Facebook advertising. But there's lots of um, free information out there. If you look on Google or you look on YouTube, there's people who are making videos. Um, Just go slow, go gentle to begin with. Don't spend too much money. Um, Have a play around on it. See what works best for you. And if you are really struggling with it, you can always get in touch with me. You can always book a session with me. I'll be happy to help you set up your campaign. Um, But it's one of these things that can seem a little daunting and a little scary at first. But I would suggest, you know, just having doing a little bit of research yourself and getting yourself set up and see how it goes. Because ultimately, this is the best way for us to learn is just by 
getting in there, jumping headfirst in and just giving it a go and, you know, may, not spending too much money, making a few mistakes and then fixing those mistakes as we go along. And that's one of the best ways to learn rather than just having someone do it for you straight away. Okay, so that is Facebook and I will see you in the next segment. Last thing that I want to say before we move on is that all the social media platforms that were mentioned previously are all very, very big with lots of people using them. There are other social media platforms which I haven't mentioned, for example, like Snapchat, TikTok, Pinterest, and I'm sure there are others. Now, I haven't mentioned them because in full transparency, I'm not really signed up to them. I do have a Pinterest account, but I don't, I only use it to uh, get recipes for cooking. Um, so that's not, uh, I don't really, wouldn't really know how to use it to market yourself in the best way. I have seen potential for the ways some people could market themselves using Pinterest. I've never had a Snapchat account. and I don't have a TikTok account. It's not to say that you can't advertise or market on these platforms, but if this is something you are interested in, I suggest that you go and do some research on it if you feel like your audience will be on these platforms. Uh, So I just wanted to say that before I move on. I'm not saying that the other platforms aren't any good. I'm just saying that if they are ones you want to use, you may need to go and do some research on them. But the ones that have been previously mentioned, I know are very good for getting your message and promoting your brand. So that said, let's actually now move on. Okay, so I'm going to assume that you have set yourself up with one or two different social media accounts. And now you might be in a position of asking yourself, well, how do I get more followers? How do I target my audience? And how do I get business from this? Well, we're going to discuss a couple of different ways to do that and some very simple ways to do that without actually spending any money on advertising. Just the best things that you can do to use some of those platforms to get yourself to draw in more business and to draw in more followers, more likes and things like that towards your Instagram or Facebook page and things like that. So let's get right into that. So when it comes to posting any social media content, the most important thing to remember is content creation. And it gets very easy for us as business owners feeling like, well, this is something that I need to do or have to do with my business to get a little bit, I don't want to say lazy, but a little, we we don't think about necessarily the content that we're putting out to the world. We just think, right, I need to put some sort of content out onto social media for people to see that I'm alive and that I'm still working and that hopefully they'll like and like it and be drawn into my business. I think one of the most important things when it comes to being success- successful on social media in any platform is content creation. It's looking at your content and seeing it and thinking, is this something that people are going to be interested in? And There are different ways that you can do that. And it doesn't really matter whether you're posting videos, if you're posting pictures, or if you're like me on my Instagram, you post quotes. I think you need to think about a few different things. And that is, is the content that I'm putting out, is it engaging with the audience in a sense that it's going to create an emotional response in them in some sort of way? Is it going to make them feel sad? Is it going to make them feel happy? Is it going to make them feel motivated? The other thing is what's called social currency. Is this something that can be called social currency? So if you post something, can people read that and see that as information that they didn't know before and now they, they've learned something new? And if they feel like they've learned something new, then people want to feel that they are smart as well. So what they do is they share this information with people that they know. They want to share, they want to pass around this information, and they'll want to follow you because they feel like you are a person 
of value who shares valuable information. And this is called social currency. So that's an important aspect to look into with when you're creating content is, is this something that people are going to find interesting or valuable enough or, you know, something that they didn't know that they're going to want to share with people? And when it comes to social currency, this can be something that is funny, something that invokes an emotional response, which we spoke about before, something that, you know, makes people feel sad or happy or motivated. Or it can really be um, something where people go, oh, it's cute. It's like a dog or it's really sweet. It's, 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 it's a family and their child or something like that. So we're creating different, we want to create different things going along those lines. That's what um, social currency is. is something where you create social con- uh, content that people are going to want to share. So when creating our content, we need to take a little bit of time and think, what is it that I'm putting out in the world? Are people going to find this valuable? Are people going to find this interesting? What's it going to make people feel? What's it going to make people um, you know, want to do with it? You know, are they going to want to like it? Are they going to want to save it? Are they going to want to look at it later? Are they going to want to pass it on to their friends? And this is really important to think about. So, you know, if your if your Instagram feed, for example, is just filled with pictures of you, you know, w- walking around in the woods or something like that, well, that may be good if your if your Instagram is just, you know, for clients, if you just send your clients to your Instagram, they may want to be, you know, caught up with what's going on in your life, you know, you walking around in the woods or in the beach or, you know, with your family or friends, they might want to see that. But ultimately, if you're trying to bring in and attract new customers, the, the honest part of it here, and to be totally frank, is people who don't know you don't care about your life. And as awful as that sounds is they don't they don't know you so why should they care so we need to find a way to make them care or make them want to be involved in you and that's by being able to show them value and it's about giving and this makes me move on to my last point about creating content um i was having a discussion with a friend of mine who had started a new business and he couldn't understand why his likes and his follows were going down on his Instagram. They first started pretty good when he first launched his business and slowly and slowly they were going down. He was actually getting more followers, but his engagement on his posts when it came to likes and comments and story views were actually going down and he couldn't understand why. And I said to my friend, well, do you want me to be perfectly honest? And he said, yes, please be honest. I said, well, you may not like to hear this, but I'll be honest with you. It's because people see you as predictable. They know what you're going to post because you're posting the same thing. And then he said to me, no, I don't. All my pictures are different. And I said to him, no, they're not. You're either posting a picture, a variable of the same thing, or you're telling people that they can uh, buy your product or they can go to your website. And they feel like they're being sold to all the time. You're not giving them anything of value that they can interact with, that they can engage with, or that they're going to want to share with a friend. And at that point, it was like a light bulb went off in his head and he went, oh, yeah, I get it now. Yeah. And because I think at that moment, he started thinking about the people that he likes, the people that he follows. And he realized at that point that some of the most influential people when it comes to social media, most influential people in the world they very rarely ask anything from the people who follow them, from their fans. They just give. They give lots of free information. They give lots of great content. And that's all they're doing. And that's why people follow them, because they feel like they're getting value from these people. So the takeaway from this uh, section is think about your content. Take time in creating your content and make sure whatever you're pushing out gives some sort of value good information or invoke some sort of emotional response that people are going to want to be a part of. So that's the really important takeaway from here is content creation. And it doesn't matter what platform you're on. This could be Facebook, this could be on Instagram. And when it comes to Twitter, it's about doing the same thing, but with with text, creating something that people are going to want to read, share, something that's interesting that they're going to want to share. And it's the same thing. And it's the same on all platforms that you're going to want to do. This is called uh, social currency. So I hope that helps a little bit when it comes to creating content. If you've got any questions about that, feel free to get in touch with me. Let's move on to the next section. 
Okay, so we've created our amazing content that we've got now that we want to send out to the world. So what's the best way to get people to see it? Well, as we mentioned before about social currency, hopefully if the content is really good, people will naturally naturally send it to their friends and their family and you will get organic growth in that way. That's one way. That's why content is so important because it makes people want to share it. But how do we get it out to new people uh, who don't know us and so we can get them to share it with other people? And then this is how uh, we build, you know, how stuff goes viral and how we build more followers and more uh, fans and things like that. So the first thing that we want to use is uh, something called hashtags. So I'm sure you're familiar with hashtags. Um, so what you're going to do is you need to use hashtags and you need to come up with hashtags that are relevant to you and your business. But you also want to throw in a few sort of more broader hashtags. So, for example, um, if uh, well, actually you can use my account for an example. So I mainly with my hashtags target different types of therapy practices uh, with my hashtags. But then usually at the end, I'm targeting um, other people who like quotes, for example. So I, I'll hashtag quotes, I'll hashtag quotes to live by and various other things like that. So I will I will sort of include people who aren't necessarily part of my practice. And here's why. Because if someone, for example, um, who sees my post, who isn't anything to do with the therapy industry, they see it, they like it and they share it. They might share it. It might go out to one of their friends or their family. And I don't know who their friends and their family know who might be interested in my services. They might know someone who's just finished their uh, their degree or their diploma and they're wanting to get set up in a therapy practice, but they're really struggling with that. So for me, that's an ideal client. And so in that point, they're going to be forwarded. They're going to have my post and they're going to be forwarded towards uh, my social media or you know towards my website because that is in my social media. So that's something really important to consider when you're creating content is to use those hashtags. Um, you can actually now use hashtags also on Facebook as well. That's something that you can use, um, which is really handy. So and that and if you link your Instagram to your Facebook, those hashtags that you use on Instagram will also be used on Facebook. So it's really handy in that sense. The other thing is that if you are a local business is to use is to tag your location. So anytime that you create a post, you can show your location. This is going to show people that you are in that area that you're posting in this area. We get people who are just looking to see what's going on in their area. They're just flicking through. If someone sees your content and think it's worth sharing, they're now sharing it because they are in that area and they might be sharing it with other people in that area. So it's really important to also let people know know your location. So that's what this segment is about, adding your location and adding good hashtags, relevant hashtags to what you do and to who your client is, but then also some other broad ones to bring in that extra traffic to hopefully get that organic growth as well. So we've got our post with our thought out content that we've created. We're about to post that, we're added in our location and we've added our hashtags onto that post. What else can we do to really drive traffic to this? Well, the next thing talking about Instagram, and this is also on Facebook now, is that we have an option called stories. So with the, uh, let's talk about Instagram here. With the Instagram algorithm, people who follow you or yeah, who follow your page um, or follow your feed aren't necessarily going to see your post because if they follow, you know, thousands of people, they might not necessarily see it. So it's a really good way to use Instagram stories. This is a way that they are more likely to see your post. So it's going to get your post out to more people. So once you've made your post, you look uh, at the bottom of the post and there will be a little sort of, uh, it looks like an arrow or like a, a paper aeroplane. And then you tap on that and then you click share to stories, or I think it's called share to stories, but you'll, you'll see it. You can share it to your stories. And once you do that, you'll it'll come up in your stories. And what you can do is just add a little sticker on top of the post. So the sticker's in there. You can add text. You add a sticker on top of the post so people don't know what the post is or cover just a certain area of the post. Let people know in the stories that you have a new post. And you can also add a location and a hashtag in the post. Now, little secret tip here. You can actually, uh, a lot of people think you can, can only add one hashtag 
in a story because that's what the option gives you. But actually, if you create some text, you can, you can add multiple hashtags. And what you need to do, but that looks ugly. So a lot of people don't do it once you've made, you know, 30 hashtags with text in a story. But if you then take that text once you've done it and uh, shrink it right down with your fingers, so you, you select the text and you squeeze your fingers together on a phone and that usually shrinks it down. And once it's very, very small, you can actually then put your story picture, your post picture on top of the text. So on top of the text, so no one can see it. So now you've got loads of hashtags in the story and they can't see those hashtags. And you've got a post there that people can't quite see the post, which creates intrigue. So people are going to want to have a look at your post. So that's a great way to use uh, Instagram stories. And you can also add your stories onto Facebook as well. So letting people know uh, about your new posts, you can add that into stories as well to drive more traffic to you. So that's stories. I encourage that you start using the stories on Facebook and Instagram. Okay, so if this is what you've been doing on Instagram, you've done pretty good so far. So if you've created really good content and you've added your hashtags, your location, and you've put the post in your stories, you've done well. This is a really good way to do it. And a lot of people don't even do this much. So you've actually done well so far. But there are a few other little tricks and tips that we can do to drive more traffic and to get your uh, content seen by more people. So the first thing that I'm going to suggest that you do is when you get uh, when you post an Instagram post, for example, you have the option to write some descriptive text. You have the option to write some text about your post. So it's just, a, you know, you'll, you'll see that as soon as you start posting a post. And the thing to do is very much like content creation is think about what you're going to write here. Think about what is going to make people want to engage with this. And sometimes the best ways to do this is to ask people to engage. So, you know, if you, you could say, um, at the bottom of your text, once you finish writing the main bulk of the text, you can say, um, if you like this, or you feel like a friend would like this, please tag their name or like like the post and tag their name uh, in, in the comments or like and leave a comment or something like that. So encourage people to interact with your post. You need to do this in whatever way fits the post and in whatever way suits you and the type of language that you use when you speak. But by doing this, by getting, by encouraging people to interact, by liking, commenting, sharing, and things like that, what happens is that the algorithm in Instagram sees this post as more popular, as that is getting uh, more interaction with it, and will show it to more people, more people who follow you, and more people who are viewing the hashtags that you have put your post into. So it's really important that as soon as you post, is to stay on Instagram for after you've posted for at least sort of five to ten minutes, and really encourage people to comment, start liking other people's pictures. So, you know, people go, oh, I'll go like their picture. Get those likes coming in as soon as possible. So the algorithm in Instagram goes, oh, this is a popular post and they're going to do that and they're going to promote it to more people. So that's first way to do it is, you know, encourage people to interact with your post. The other little secret tip that I want to give is that you can do things like once you've got a post, you can actually send it out to people who follow you. So what you can actually do is you can send private messages to anyone who follows you. And what I'd suggest is in your notes in your phone, so just in the notes, writing a text, uh, writing a message in the notes in your phone that you can copy and paste uh, saying, hi, I've just made a new post. I thought you might like it. I would really appreciate uh, it if you could like it, maybe comment on it. And if you if you know anyone who would like it, maybe send it to them as well. Hugely appreciated, you know, <laughs> much love or whatever that you want to say in the message. So then what you do is you hit the same button that you would do to send it to stories. And then you find the uh, a person or you find five to 10, maybe 15, 20, however much time you've got to do this, people that you want to send your post to. And you do that and then you add a message to it as well, you know, with, with the message saying, here's my post. So what you're doing is you're already instantly getting that post out to various people who follow you. So that's another little trick and a tip that you can do to get your information and your post to more people and encourage more people to like, comment and share and send it to other people. 
uh, that they know. So we're trying to encourage people that are following us to send your information or to send your content to other people that they know. That's what we really want here. So that's how to get your content out to more people. I hope you're enjoying this so far. So let's go on to the next bit of the podcast. So the last bit that I want to talk about is this idea of what we were talking about before, which was giving value. And this is essentially the sort of playing off that concept is the way social media works is you'll have more success rather than asking from people, asking people to hire your business, that you'll almost get more success if you don't ask and just give. And another way to do that is by liking and commenting on other people's photos and by sharing other people's photos in your stories. So if you really like one person's photo or their post, you know, if it's a quote or if it's a photo or a video, share it in your stories. Let them know that you really like their content. And what you're doing here is you're really engaging with your followers and the people that you follow back saying, I really like your content and I'm not asking anything from you. I'm just saying, you've you've got some really good stuff that I like to follow. And what this does it, is it makes them more aware of your content and they're more likely to like and follow and share your content now. And every now and then when you um, share your content, sorry, someone else's content in your stories, someone else might return the favor and do, you know, one of your posts in their stories. And then this is good because it's getting your information out to more people. So we've got to remember that, you know, all of this social media stuff isn't about us trying to, although ultimately our end goal is about trying to get, you know, more followers, more people liking our posts, more people being driven to our website. But it's also about trying to give. It's also about giving value and giving to other people. The more we do that, the more success we are going to have on social media. Every time I finish a section, I then remember something else or think of something else that I would like to tell you. So, Everything that we've just discussed, really mainly about Instagram, uh, I think it could be, be applied to also Pinterest and Facebook as well. They're all really within the, this idea of valuable content. But when it comes to something like LinkedIn, it's, a, it's the same concept, but it needs to be done differently. Because with LinkedIn, what we're doing is we're finding people who are potential customers, potential clients, and we're targeting them and we can message them directly. So what we need to do is when we message these people directly is not just message them saying, you know, hi, this is what I do. Um, I think my services are, you know, really great. Would you like to come in for a session or would you, you know, would, I can give you 20% off a session or whatever it is that, you know, you might do. That's not always going to be the best approach because we're messaging a stranger uh, out of nowhere. And what we want to do is, again, provide them with some value. And, you know, so in these messages that we send to people, we want to be complimentary. We want to make it seem like they were selected, that you had lots of people to choose from and you selected them as an individual. And, you know, offering them, you know, for example, how I've used LinkedIn in the past is by not asking for anything straight away, just saying, I'd really love to learn more, you know, more about you and your business. Is it okay if I could take you out for uh, a coffee or you know uh, a um, or we could do a, a lunch or something like that and it's on me so for me it's you know the price of uh, a couple of cups of coffee or a, a a lunch is worth the price for me to meet this person and if they turn into a client then that's great if they don't turn into a client that's also not a problem because they might know in their network they might know lots and lots of people um, who could potentially help or they might know someone and they that person who they know their wife or you know their girlfriend might be uh, a therapist so that person then might be potentially a client for me. So you need to look at these things as, you know, sometimes you you might go, well, I don't want to buy a stranger a coffee or a, you know, a lunch because that's going to cost me money and I might not get anything in return. It's, it's important to look at the bigger picture and, you know, to build up your network of people. The bigger your network, the more likely you are to get more work. So that was the last thing I wanted to say because I felt like we hadn't really mentioned uh, LinkedIn there, but that's the best way to use that. Okay, so let's summarize what we've learned uh, today in this podcast, because I just looked at how long it's been so far, and I don't really want to go uh, 
over an hour. Um, so we're going to finish it off here. So what we've sort of summarised is that there are lots of different social media platforms, all could be used to leverage your business in some way or another. It's about choosing the right platforms for you and your market and using them in the appropriate way. We've also learned that one of the most valuable things when using social media is content, is content creation, making sure we're providing something that is valuable to people. So making sure that whatever we put out invokes some sort of emotional response and using what's called social currency, something that people are going to want to share because they feel like they've learned something or they felt something that they're going to want to share with their friends or they're going to want to pass on to others. So that's what we've learned about content creation. And then lastly, we've learned some tricks and tips about using our location, using hashtags and also using stories. And you can go over any of those sections again if you've forgotten it. And if you want, if you've got any questions and you want to get in touch, please feel free to reach out to me anytime. My website is successfultherapies.com and there is a contact uh, bit at the bottom of every page on the website where you can email me or just fill out the contact form and I'll get back to you. Uh, I promise I'll get back to you. I won't ignore you. I'm, I'm pretty good like that at getting back to people. So that's pretty much what we've gone through today. So that's just to summarize everything. I hope you've enjoyed the podcast. Well, there you have it. That was the very first Successful Therapies podcast and the first of many to come. So we'll be providing lots of free information over the podcast to help you become the most successful therapist you can be. If you want more free information, as um, I've mentioned in the trailer for this, you can go to uh, my website, which is SuccessfulTherapies.com, and there is a tab at the top of the page that literally says uh, free advice. So I've got lots of articles on the website. And likewise, you can join the group uh, Successful Therapies group. Uh, that's on Facebook, where, you know, again, there's lots of articles that are written on there as well. And... Um, or like and follow my page. Everything is kind of distributed <laughs> among those three. So you will be able to uh, find some free information. If you feel like you need a more detailed approach and you want some something more personalized and tailored to you and you really want to accelerate your business you know, faster than you know, doing it all by yourself, then feel free to get in touch uh, on the website and we can figure out a, a coaching plan for you. All right, so until next time, Hope you have a lovely day, evening, afternoon, wherever you are, whatever time it is for you. Uh, enjoy yourself and I'll see you at the next podcast.